0: Some. gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars if you ain't gonna do it for yourself then do it for your mama only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit trying to learn some game xavier gonna talk about it no Deanna, speak that that everybody vouches ain't no more excuses valid get up off the couch and get up in your bag to your bank account need an accountant i study millionaires because i was born a visionary still believe in limitations. Why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper. I'm the chase of greatness. I'm stacking now and balling later. In the conversation, we strategize and monetize and piling up investments. Sacrificing temporary sh- for bigger blessings. Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state. I multiply my grand rate and I match the way I vibrate. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Tryna to learn some game if Xavier gon' talk about it. No Diana speak that sh- that everybody values. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag to your bank account. Need then
1: today's episode is also brought to you by brandon thomas insurance services brandon thomas insurance services is an independent insurance broker that is accredited by the bbb with a focus on life and health insurance products They provide insurance coverage for all family members' needs, whether it be children that need affordable life insurance, adults that want term and permanent life insurance options, or seniors that need Medicare or final expense policies. They offer free consulting and quoting to those states in which their services are provided, which include Texas, Louisiana, Colorado, North Carolina, Nevada, Georgia, California, and Ohio. Make sure y'all go check them out at bthomasinsurance.com or give them a call at 512-549-6123.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I'm your host, Xavier Sitting here with my co-host D. Hey everybody. And today we have a, uh, another special, special episode. We got another special guest. You you all might remember her. She was on episode 25, so we had to bring her back because a lot changed then. She's a, a great friend of ours, a great businesswoman. She's killing it in her industry. And most of y'all probably already know her, but for those who don't, her name is Ari. So, Ari, welcome to the show. Thank
3: you for having me. I'm excited to be back. Yes. I feel like yes. hella honored.
1: Like,
2: oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, we, we, sure. We honored, we honored to have you on. You know, we, we just came from Vegas. We was kicking it with you for a couple of days. We enjoyed ourselves. We had a, a great time with you.
3: Likewise, we had a really good time. Yes. Uh, a little too much fun for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm getting up there.
2: <laughs> okay. yeah. Did you know and it's all
3: back to business now? Back to business. Yes, facts, yes. you facts. need a little, you need to switch it up and, a little bit.
2: And just just getting right into it. So for those who may not know who you are, Ari, do you mind just giving your giving a, a quick background really quick for those people?
3: Yeah. So currently I do a uh, business and marketing coaching, uh, for online service providers. So like coaches, consultants, copywriters, VAs, you know, anybody who mm-hmm. basically sells their time to fulfill a service and I'm helping them either start grow or scale, um, their service business right now. And so that's been taking off. It's been doing well. It's my second business and this month I closed uh, well I closed the month at six figures like total you know so far so uh,
2: that is, let's go yeah, let's, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Let's and it was go. like
3: right, I beat I beat 100k, so I, like for me just on a personal level, that was a big accomplishment because like the first business I think it took two or three years, and this time it took eight months. So I was like, all right, mm. you're getting, <laughs> you know mm. what you're doing. Yes,
2: yeah, that's that's so dope because yesterday I was I only remember who I forgot who it was. I was watching an interview yesterday, and he, the guy was talking about how like starting a business like you are gonna have a lot of like failure starting off, but it's gonna lead to like pretty much what you're trying to go to like the the method of fail failing forward so like you said like you said you just get, hit that 100k month which is incredible you know what i'm saying so like but i want to ask you like because first i was going to ask you what is, what is the for for, for businesses that starting. what do you see common mistakes on their part but i want to ask you getting to that 100k month like what what did that what does what does that look like for you
3: yeah well it wasn't 100k a month so i've grossed oh gross 100K. Right, 100k right 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 right
2: that's, th- that's, still, that's still that's still major
3: hey if i was doing 100k a month y'all would you want to my ass i would be out here like <laughs> doing the most
0: <laughs>
3: probably throwing cash at people on the street oh shit <laughs> just be ignorant um so what does that look like for me? It actually is a lot less work than I put in in the first business. It's a lot mm. less hours worked. It's a lot um it's a lot of just doing like having focus and doing like the same basic redundant shit over and over and over again. Um you know, there's no secret, there's no shortcut. I think this time it just happened faster because um I wasn't I wasn't scared to fail. And Mm. in my now six years of business, like I never really had like the failures haven't been that bad, right? Like the worst has probably been like some client stuff, not working out or, you know, not getting a deal, you know, that would have been like nice to have. But like when I sit back and look at it, I'm like, none of this shit was like that bad where I wasn't able to bounce back and be better from it. Um, and so this time I was like, I, you know, what? I don't give a shit. I'm going to be myself completely. I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to do what I want to do, help who I want to help. And you know, it's working, it's working well.
2: That's, that's incredible. Leave, leave, leave it you right now. You like, you want, you want to say something D, before I interrupt? No, you? You go ahead. Okay, cool. So I want to ask you, since you help, you helping businesses reach those high level, high income goals, what do you think is the, like the biggest, uh I don't want to say F up, but what are they, what are most businesses missing when they start doing their marketing and trying to grow their business and all that?
3: Oh, they're overthinking like everything entirely. Like they want to have everything perfect and like a detailed ass roadmap of what I did. And I can give you my exact steps and plan everything I did and you can follow those steps. And I guarantee you will not do the same things that I was able to do you know, at that time. It's completely different time, different energy. Business was different then. And so, um, you know, the people who overthink and take forever to like just put some shit out there and be willing to experiment and see what happens, you know, their growth is like so it's like incremental compared to the people who are just like like my clients who like they make a decision about what they want to do and then they commit and go for it and they never think about like they don't necessarily think about what, like, what if it fails? What if nobody buys it? They're more so like, I'm just going to keep talking about this shit and tweaking it until somebody does buy it and go for it. Right. And um, you can tell like, who is, I I don't feel like you, you should be passionate about your business. (laughs) But that's another, that's a whole other thing. So they're not necessarily like always passionate about their business, but they really like and enjoy what they're doing. So like they don't care about creating content or talking about that stuff because they'd be creating content and talking about that stuff anyway. right? Right. It's only a bonus to be able to like help and work with people with like a topic that they really like.
2: Mm, that's interesting. You know, so
3: stop overthinking, stop worrying about like your niche. And you know, my whole, this time, like, I didn't know who I was going to end up working with and wanting to help. I, I got specific after eight months. <laughs> and even before that, like, if, if y'all watched like my growth on Twitter, the things that I talked about from 2018 to now, two whole last years has shifted numerous times. I've talked about so many different things, And I was okay with talking about so many different things and just having conversations and helping people. And through that, I was able to figure out and see patterns of where I could help people. But how many of us are willing to put in two years of daily work of, you know, creating content and engaging, I engaged more than I posted good content. Right. (laughs) And nurturing those relationships like two years. Right. (laughs) But you know, it's been, we're going to spend that time anyway. So I felt yep. like, well, you know, might as well make it somewhat like productive and worth it if I'm going to be on social media. That's mm-hmm. true.
2: Cause most people, unfortunately they will fold after not seeing results within six after months. Weeks. Right. After weeks. weeks, right. After weeks. Six. they don't, fold. And like, if you want, if you want to do anything at a, at a good scale, it's going to take some time. Like, time is always a, a a great recipe to have to success. Like, you need time. You can't look at it. But, but when, then again, when people look at other people's social media, Twitter, Instagram, you see other people's successes, and you feel like, oh, man, mine's not happening fast enough, so now I'm going to jump ship. But you're not seeing that person's success that you're seeing. Like you said, it took them two, three, four years to get to that point. It was a lot of groundwork to get to that point
3: shit, it took me 31 years, right? Like (laughs) (laughs) Everything I've been through and lived through in life is what brought me to, you know, these moments, all the good and bad decisions that I made. Ultimately, I feel like are for my higher good. You know, like Mm -hmm. I'm Mm. I'm very, I wake up excited every day till I get work done and talk to clients. And like, sometimes I'm tired, but I'm never tired of the work that I'm doing and who I'm working for. And, you know, that took, again, like six years of a bit of running a business to even get to that point. Right. I could have tapped out, quit, which is fine to, you know, if you want to quit, like that's your right. I don't give a shit, but (laughs) you know, I was like, (laughs) all right, you're going to go back to what you were doing. You're going to get a job and go back to being paid. Like pennies on the dollars no more like three four hundred a dollar (laughs) you know three four hundred dollars an hour to get paid right like you're gonna probably like you'll be lucky to get like 60 65 from these companies or you know you can just make something pop and be willing to like experiment and see what happens and so I was like had a little savings and I was like all right well let's just see what happens Mm
1: -hmm. and a lot of I feel like a lot of people struggle with um that discipline factor and being yeah. consistent. So, mm-hmm. for you, like, what kept you focused and determined All throughout right. these years and motivated? Well, um, I feel like a couple
3: things. Like, first, my dad was a Marine. <laughs> And my mom's Latin. So I grew up in a household that was like very strict and disciplined. Like you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is you make your bed, not brush your teeth (laughs) or get dressed. Right. (laughs) And like we had chores and we just grew up in a household where it's like you're expected to get really good grades. Like a B is okay, but A is what you should be gunning for. You do your best. Like you're a leader. You're not a follower. And you know, there's no excuses. You're going to, you did it or you didn't do it. Right. There's none of this you know excuses and shit and I also grew up you know playing sports also and we didn't have participation trophies either it's you know run your ass off until (laughs) somebody wins right and if you don't win all right well we got to get better so there's that and then um, I was also lucky enough to grow up uh, during a time where Kobe started playing basketball in the league and I'm from LA so my whole like middle school, like to high school through college, all I knew was Mamba mentality, like obsessed with just watching Kobe and what he was about. Like, I felt like it was okay to be hardworking and ambitious, you know, because of all of those factors, they all played a part. Um, And so when people ask, like, you know, how do you stay consistent? Or how do you stay motivated? It's just, I can't imagine myself being average or mediocre or just doing like the bare minimum, right? Um, I forgot what this test is called. It's the strength Finder test. I took it recently. My business coach had me take it. And my number one strength is competition, right? <laughs> so I'm just, I'm naturally competitive. I don't think in an unhealthy way. And it's more so like against myself. You know, I don't really like care what other people are doing I more so just gauge like overall am I you know beating my best and I love also just seeing like how far can I push myself past my like self-imposed and self-perceived like limitations right like can I go harder can I do more can I show up better I'm always trying to see like how I can improve in business and personally and just you know overall so I don't know, I guess to answer your question, like I'm just a naturally like disciplined and self-motivated person. I thrive off of like routine details, plans, you know, that's my happy place. <laughs> I, like that. I think it's done if it's really not planned and, you know, structured. So I think it's just, uh, learning yourself really, and right. just figuring out, you know, how, how do you want to show up so for me video and like voice stuff that's easier right I don't have to sit here write and get stuck and work from a template now uh, someone can just throw me a question and if it's my topics like I can riff on it all day right and then from the video or the audio that can get turned into other content that like I'm not really good at producing
2: mm. <laughs> and I, I think the key to discipline is uh self-awareness like you got to be self-aware because I think most people when they struggle with discipline Is because you truly not doing what you like, what you enjoy to do, or what you want to do. Because I feel like if you're doing whatever you want to do, discipline would never really be a problem. Like you might go through times where you might not feel like getting up and do it, but long term, it won't be a problem because that's what you truly want to do, you truly enjoy. I think a lot of times people they see other people doing stuff and what works for them. It looks cool it looks you know popular fashionable so you say this is what i want to do but then you struggle with doing it because that's not really what you want to do anyway so i think sometimes people got to reevaluate like is this truly what i want to do if a discipline is something that you're struggling with
3: i think what's also lost with like a lot of people our age and younger is that they're not willing to like they're not willing to do they're not willing to do like the shit that's not fun, the Mm. sucky shit for a while to get to where they need to be. Right. And so like I posted a job opportunity the other day and it was a support position and like people were complaining about like, Oh, this is like five roles and such blah, blah, blah. And I hope this, this, and that versus like being able to see that job and be like, Oh shit. Like I would get experience across like five to six different roles Mm -hmm and work within a seven figure business, they didn't know it was like a business doing that well. And that was like super systemized. So like, imagine like you being like a beginner or intermediate, you get to get all this experience that, you know, is going to help you like in your own business and just Across industries, you get to see how a seven figure business runs and grows and how they do their systems and how they like fulfill um, a high ticket premium coaching program. And like nobody saw the opportunity. It was all this bitching and complaining. And like, if there's one thing about me, I'm not afraid to put in the work for something. Right. And that's literally how I got my start was in an email support position for like $20 an hour. And I was there for two years answering like hundreds of emails a day. And like, that's really what helped me like get my start, you know, as far as like doing the whole online thing and meeting people. Like I was strategic and I, I worked the hell out of like being in that position and being associated with that company. It was a big company in like the digital marketing space. I leveraged the shit out of that. Just being able to have access and say, yeah, I'm a part of that, you know? And then the experience that I got, there's Mm. support is one of the best Places to get experience because you get to see all the problems across like all the different products and what's happening in the company, and you learn how to like calm people down and you know get them to be on your side. You know, um so I I, I ended up taking the job position down. I don't know if anybody like got it, got you it. know, from our side of Twitter, but I was just like, man, y'all's attitude like,
1: sucks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> bitch about everything. Hmm. And then wonder why nothing pops off instead of looking at something and be like, Oh shit, an opportunity has been presented. How do I make this work in my favor? How do I get in the door? Right?
2: Yeah, that's important. But I think, I think what you just said, well, I think what people are missing, because of what it takes for that is vision. Like you have Mm -hmm. to have vision. You have to know, Mm -hmm. like, if I take this job, like prime example, me getting in the military, you know, my first year in the military, I probably made less than $25,000 a year. But for most people, they might be like, oh fuck no. Twenty twenty thousand a year, that's <laughs> that's pot. I'm no, no way I'm doing that. But I had vision. I knew like what I could do with that position, what, what I could take from that and what I could use it to level up to get me in another position and keep going for that. So like what well, my point is like if you don't have a vision, even in the small opportunities, you can't see it to understand it because you have no you can't think long term. So that's where uh most people struggle at, I think. From what I be seeing with people, they, have, they just have no fucking vision at all.
3: Yeah. And they're just like, if it's not easy, I don't want it, right? Like, right. You know, like, they just think, like, with no experience, not being able to bring any type of, like, tangible results to a company, y'all just think, like, you know, oh, there's there's a factor of entitlement there that I, like, I don't understand, right? Especially now <laughs> that, like...
2: Please <laughs> say that I, I have, don't understand.
3: Yeah, like you, all right, so you want, you know, you want 50 60 an hour. How do you make me three times that, right? Right. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to pay you $50 an hour, so how can you help me make 150 so that I can pay you, pay my business operating costs, and for all this software and tools and shit, save money so that I can continue to pay you a check. Like, people hear six figures and they think that all goes in your pocket to spend. Right, right. Nah. 20, 20, to 30% of that goes to the taxes, right? Yep. Then you have operating expenses, um, you, business filing fees. You want to save a little bit of cash, you know, for the business in case something happens. You're responsible for, you know, paying the people who are helping you run the business. And then, you know, what's left gets, you know, you get to take uh-huh. in a little check, right? <laughs> you know, so um, and I think people just like, entitled and delusional and again like they lack that self-awareness like well what skills do you actually have to justify you know the pay that you're expecting and if it's none like you're not getting I'm happy to pay for rock stars but like rock stars are able to communicate their return on investment like my my copywriter for my sales page she ain't cheap (laughs) but i was i was happy to pay it because i know her copy converts and i can use that over and over and over again you know to make money right so like for me i'm like hey Mm. be blessed here you go but like (laughs) i know i know down the long run it's gonna you know it's gonna pay off you know
2: within like
1: a few weeks right so Mm. just it's wild out here go ahead d I was just going to say, I love that you say you were happy to pay that because a lot of people yeah. take for granted or they don't understand the importance of reinvesting back into not only themselves, but the business as well. You know, like the saying that says, um, you got to spend money to make money is like true. Oh, yeah. You really gotta, you know, you gotta be able to pay for certain things that's going to help benefit you and your business. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. since deciding to like scale the company and like take it serious, cause
3: I, I participated in a challenge, what was it, in July? This year just is, like, flying by, so every day feels like a month, Um, but our business coach, my business coach challenged, like, the group to make 10k in 10 days, right, so I was like, all right, bet, I'm gonna do it. I did it in seven days, and I, like, text my mentor to celebrate, and he was basically just like, yeah, all right, that's nice, but, like, when are you going to stop bullshitting playing freelancer and treating this as a hobby and like being, when are you going to start being a CEO and treating this like an actual company and business? Right. Because you're celebrating these like little shitty wins when you're capable of so much more, you just aren't taking it seriously.
0: Mm. I was like,
1: Oh shit. Me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: I was so happy and excited. And so And then that month I ended up closing like 29 K and instead of um, being like happy and excited, I was like happy for like a couple minutes, you know, but then like, I immediately started thinking like, well, how are you going to do that again? Can you do it again? Right. And you know, how are you going to beat that and do like 35 K the next month? Right. Like all this, all these thoughts and stuff. And I just had to sit back and think like, damn, you're not even enjoying the moment or like your accomplishments and what you're doing. Like you're gunning, 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 but like, who are you competing against? Right. Like mm-hmm. you don't need to do 30 K, you know, like your expenses just say you need to do six K, <laughs> mm-hmm. right. <laughs> you know? So in doing that, um, I hired on another coach who is helping me, um, to create like my group coaching program, which is going to like help me. How do I say this? It's going to free up my time from doing the one-on-one because I have like 20 to 30 hours of calls a week, which is way (laughs) too much for me. Yeah. It's it's a lot. So it'll be like one or two 90 minute calls each week. And then, you know, we have a group and stuff, whatever. Anyway. But, um, it was, it's a $20,000 program right so I had to sit and think am I willing to spend 20k in my company right because I don't even want to like call it like a business anymore like for Uh me for the language for me to like shift from like to that CEO mindset was like I need to start calling it my company because something's not clicking when I'm saying like my business right Mm, Mm -hmm. I like that yeah so I've like I've been referring to like as my company right to just remind me you know like you you're CEO. So you make sure we don't run out of money and you make sure you're hiring the right people who are doing the right thing and are happy to be there. Right. Um, and so I was like, am I willing to spend 20 K to have a multiple seven figure business in one, two, three years? Right. Am I, am I willing to hold, to put that down and, you know, have a system, you know, to actually make this a company. Right. And it hurt to pay that. Like, I'm not
2: going to (laughs) lie. I already know.
3: (laughs) You know, Um, because I felt like, shit, man, I just brought this in and like, it's going right back out. Right. mm
0: -hmm. But,
3: you know, after like enrolling in the program, I was like, oh, if I never even sell this program, just like what I've learned about how to like structure and put things together and the systems and templates and processes she gave, like, she literally gave me a seven figure business in a box. And it's up to me just to take action on it. Mm-hmm. And and just do what she said to do and make it happen. And so, you know, but if none of that happens, I was like, this was worth it, just the education piece alone. Like, I'm hella happy with that. And so y'all y'all are gonna see start seeing like <laughs> different stuff. come out and be talking about be less ancient on twitter
2: (laughs) less less ancient shit but let let me let me uh, ask you this so most of your clients like what industries are they in and it's the reason i'm asking this i got a follow-up question
3: all right uh thinking of my client list so most of them it's kind of diverse actually so like i have a good portion of them who are coaches i have a good portion who are consultants i have like a couple va's I have like a few guys in real estate or who have like a physical brick and mortar business. Right. But, which I thought was interesting. I was like, you know, like I do like online stuff and they're like, we just want to work with you. Like we're kind of scared of you and you're going to help us get our shit together. Uh I
2: was
3: like, no, (laughs) you are going to decide to get your shit together, but like I can help you put like your game plan together and like, you know, when y'all are stuck, help you come across or help you come up with like solutions and brainstorm stuff. But your results are your responsibility. I can't, I'm not going to do the work for you. Right. And I, I also, with my coaching clients, I want, I don't want them to be, to feel or be dependent on me for like my advice or information. And like, then they're stuck with moving forward. I'm more so coach them. Like, I don't give them the answers. I ask them questions so that mm. they come to the answers that they need to come to. Right. So it's more so like teaching them, I don't want to say how to think critically but just more how to like listen to like your intuition and your gut and what questions to ask yourself and like 99% of the time they already know the answer right they just don't have like the confidence yet to be like all right I'm gonna rock with that and go with it and see what happens um so you know it's it's spread between like coaches consultants freelancers have some wholesalers um yeah I would say
2: okay so the reason I the reason i ask is so mm-hmm. let's do a quick like scenario so let's say somebody they just started their new uh company and they're in one of those industries like so it's fresh at ground zero what would be the i don't want to say blueprint but what would be that starting tip that starting advice you would give them that they could run with from day one
3: yeah okay good question so um This is something that like I actually worked on with my new coach is like a framework for my beginners and then like my more advanced people. So my beginners, you need to have, you need to pick what service you want to sell and deliver. You need to create an offer and you need to build an audience and it's going to take you minimum a year to like do all those till you start to see some type of traction.
2: Mm oh yeah. mm, okay so okay service
3: offer audience for service my beginners.
2: offer audience okay mm-hmm. so when it comes to okay let's say that, let's start here when it comes to audience what do you think is the the best way to build an audience because sometimes you like a lot of people they're not the social media types they don't want to be on there like you know talking and using social media like that so what would you say to those to, to, to <laughs> those people that's like, uh, social media is really not my thing. Or even if it is their thing, they might not be able to get the results that they're looking for.
3: If you're not using social media and you have a business, especially an online business, you're being a fucking idiot. Like
2: mm.
0: Mm. that was
3: one of my biggest mistakes is not trying to build an audience. And at least like having an email list sign up form up from day one of doing this stuff. When I signed my first client, that should have been the first thing I did was put up a basic ass website, have an email list, sign up for them, and start putting <laughs> content out there. Right? right. Because what I've noticed is that a lot of like your high paying clients, they won't interact or engage with your content. Right. right? Like they're very quiet and behind the scenes. Yep. Most of my one-on-one coaching clients, I was like, who, like, I've never interacted with you. Like, who are you? How, how do you find me? They go, oh, I've been following you on Twitter for a year or two. Okay. That is a long ass time to follow somebody and read their content before you pull the trigger and decide I'm ready to work with you. right? Right. But I established like that trust and credibility because I showed up consistently, even though the clients who pay me now weren't saying shit or doing anything with the content. Right um so i mean yeah if you have i feel like if you have any type of business and you're not learning how to use social media you're being an idiot right Mm. um and you know like that's just where the world is going the world is digital now right (laughs) you need to have a presence online the more you know the higher the frequency the more likely you are to pull in customers and there's two ways two things to do to build an audience. You can spend your time building an audience, or you can spend your money building an audience, right? So you can put the time in to create the content, engage, or you can put your ad, you put ad spend to put people in front of your content, right? You can do both. You can do one or the other, but you got to do something. Um, And then, you know, if you're a beginner and you don't know what to talk about, just screen record yourself fulfilling the service, right? So like, I've done this building out workflows and Lucidchart. Um, I built a website like in under an hour and connected it to like Calendly and and Dubsado. I screen shared creating like project plans and Asana. And every time I've done that where I've screen shared and like shown people how to do something or how I'm doing something without fail, I get at least like four or five people who hit me up and be like, can I pay you to do this for me? I'm like, the video is literally right there, <laughs> step by step. Like what? They go, I don't want to deal with it. Can you just come and like, do it for me? You know? And so I'm at the point now where like, I'm not doing that stuff anymore. And I refer out my clients and students for the work now, but you know, like, no, no one's ever asked me for a resume, a portfolio, a testimonial, a referral. Like I right. focused on getting my first client, doing a really, really, really good ass job with them. Mm -hmm. And like, they had such a great experience with me. They couldn't wait to tell their friends and their network and their mastermind, like, hey, I found somebody dope. Or if someone said like, hey, I need a project manager or a launch manager. I was the first to come to mind, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, but you know, I've, I get sad when I think about not having built, started to build a list from the beginning. Cause I'm just (laughs) like,
2: oh. All the opportunity.
3: Opportunity and the money and just you give yourself. Like when I decided to stop doing the service work, I could have just hit my list and like at minimum just opened up consult calls for business marketing or helping people get started and learning what I did. Right. I didn't have that. I I cut, I stopped my business. I immediately stopped my cash flow and then like (laughs) I bled money and hemorrhaged until I figured it out and you know started doing something else versus I could have been had you know, those consult calls available. I could have been like turning my project plans and stuff into like digital products and templates, you know, like your intellectual property is so valuable yep. and your experience and knowledge are super valuable. So I could have been monetizing that
1: for fucking six Oops. years.
2: <laughs> hey, from day one. and Yes, yeah, so I get
3: sick, you know, because You're going to, you're going to have your people who want to work with you and who want you to do it for them. You're going to want to have the, you have the people who are the DIYers where it's just like, show me your system and how you do it? And then I'll just take it and go do it myself. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have the people who want to be like you and do what you want to do. Right. No matter what content you're putting out and who you're attracting, you always get those three groups of people. So why not have something for them from jump, right? you have diverse streams of income. So if client work is slow, or you, you know, do like me and just burn it all down, you don't take a major hit. And, you know, you have at the very least assets that you know, you can sell, right? Right.
2: Uh, yeah, that's, that's important. And uh, as far as your intellectual property, for the people that don't know, because I know, sometimes people ask, they'll say, what, well, how do you protect your intellectual property? Like, what, what, is, what does that look like? And that looks like stuff like trademarks, copyright, mm-hmm. patents, and stuff like that, which is extremely important. You might not think it's as important, especially when you're starting from zero, but you never know where you're going to take your company, you're going to take your business. And then, you know, having those things in place set up already, it's going to save you so much time, like, later on down the line, for real. So you got to you gotta protect your stuff. Cause, and another thing, reason you need to protect it is because, as trash as it is, is people that fucking steal. Like they'll see your th- those great ideas and they'll they'll they won't hesitate to take it from you. They'll be like, oh, right. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get this immediately. Last thing you know, they already trademarked some stuff that you that's yours already. You know what I mean? So you gotta be on it once you uh once you in business really. And look, look, I wanna ask you another question. So you said uh building an audience, you said service. What was the third one you said? <clears throat>
3: Yeah, you need a service. You need an offer and an yeah, audience. service,
2: offer, audience. Okay, so going on the service side, so a lot of times when people start their companies, and and they do have a service, they'll say like, okay, how do I determine my price points for my service? You know what I mean? So I want to ask you, as a as a, as a coach what is what is your advice on that part because when you like I said when you start starting off a lot of times especially when you're new to business you have no idea you have no idea where you should be pricing your stuff for sometimes it might be too low or it might wait be way too high and that might be the reason you're not getting any sales getting any business
3: yeah so i came up with an exercise to help people with this so that they're comfortable with their pricing and so i have my clients and my students add up all their personal expenses so like what do you need to make at minimum to survive, right? So your rent, groceries, utilities, internet, mm-hmm. your, uh, what is that called you to pay back tuition? Your loans, like student payment, loans. yeah. You know, any like credit card debt, your insurance, car payments, gas, right? Like what do you need to survive? And then I have them add on to that. All right, so what do you need to thrive, right? Like, do you like to go out once a week and, you know, have dinner with your friends? Do you like to get your hair and your nails done? Massage, right? Like, I don't ever want anyone to price or build a business around being able to just survive. Like, I feel like if you're going to go in and build a business, it should be taking care of itself, you know, Mm -hmm. profitably, but also like helping you to be profitable in your lifestyle and like your cash and stuff as well. So, you know, I tell them like, add in the stuff or like, even if you're not doing it now, right? What are those little like things that you want to have and be able to do, you know? So, and and I also make sure like, you guys, I want you to make sure that you're also adding to your survival number cash savings, right? How Mm -hmm. much a month in cash do you want to be saving and putting aside? Whether you invest some, hold some, that's fine. But like, you need to be saving for cash. You need to be saving your cash, right? That's like a big thing I learned this year is like, Oh,
1: shit. Yep. you can never
3: yep. have enough cash. Yep. Oh, my God. Yep. And then, like, <laughs> this is off topic, but, like, your banking strategy, too, like, don't don't live out of state from your home bank that's a credit union, because getting your cash is difficult.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, anyway, yeah, you learn some new shit every day. Um, oh, I was sick. I was like, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know. I was still get like panicky about it. Um, so then I want you to add up all your business expenses, right? So like your your uh, filing, like your annual report, your business license, your subscriptions, right? Uh, and like kind of like I help I help them put together a list of like these are like some of the possible subscriptions that in time you're going to have to use if not this tool something similar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so then I have them add all those numbers together and they get a lump sum, right? and then I have them divide that big number by the number of hours available they have left to work in the month, right? So I say, all right, so we have, I forget how much time it is a month, but you have like X hours a month, right? 24 times 30, 31, right? If you're working a full-time job, 160 of those hours are going to work. And then, you know, if you have like a two, three hour commute each day, add that to your work. You're not going to be, you can't work and talk to clients, you know, while you're driving most likely. And I also want you to count that like in your time to like get ready, eat breakfast. And then I have them subtract like, all right, so I want y'all to take time to like go to the gym, right. And take care of yourselves and eight hours of sleep, right, as well, Mm -hmm. you know, so they usually end up with about like between 20 to 50 or so hours a month after like taking care of work and themselves and like having a social life too, left for like extra side hustle work, right, so they take that big lump sum, they divide it by the hours remaining and that is their minimum hourly rate, right, so I tell them like at minimum you cannot work less than this number or else you're working to fund your business instead of having your business fund itself right. and your lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. So when they when they see it that way and they see like the numbers and the logic behind it, they don't have a problem putting their packages together and standing firm in their pricing because they know I- I'm not at this shitty ass job, you know, to come out of pocket to work on your project or to work with a client, right? So like, if you don't, if you're not happy with, you know, this rate or this amount, then hey, you know, like, I'm not taking a loss to work with you. Um, And, you know, so that's how they come up with their hourly rates. And then when you're just starting, a lot of people don't recommend this, but I think it's worth tracking your time, right? I don't think you should sell like your hourly time and have to send, you know, a timesheet or anything. But I do like, for me, it was very valuable to just track my time. I used toggle um, back then, excuse me track everything that you're doing. So if I had something to do, I put it in a sauna and then I would track it. And then when it came time to like create my packages or quote somebody for work, I already knew about like how much time a week or a month, these certain types of tasks I was doing would take me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I have them like track their time, learn your timing, learn your pacing, keep track of like when you're most productive and when you get tired in the day. So like me about two, three PM, like I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> so <laughs> from two to four, I tried like really not schedule anything. And whether I take a nap or not, that's fine. But I know like nothing is due at that time or I don't I usually don't have calls at that time. And then for my women, like I use the Clue app, but I keep track of like my mood daily, um my cycle and stuff like that. And so from tracking that daily I notice like The week before my cycle, I'm exhausted. I'm super unproductive. I'm usually like even more easy to irritate. So (laughs) I have notes in my calendar, like chill week, rest week. Don't plan a lot. Don't have anything due this week. Like usually don't do interviews and stuff like that. I try not to schedule too many calls, you know, unless you're like a coaching client. Um, I'm on social media a little bit less. So, you know, I don't tell anybody off. And I just, you know, accept that, all right, that week every month is just not going to be as productive. And then after that, I know like, all right, so you got three weeks left to like get your shit together. Um, And then for some reason, like I've also noticed like around the full moon, I can't sleep. So like three days before to a day or two after, I, I don't sleep well around that time. So I plan accordingly for that also. Like I really pay attention to that. And I just know, have a late night, something to work on and, you know, keep your days light because you're going to be tired and a little bit out of it. But I would have never realized that had I not make, make it up, made it a priority to, you know, track just my mood and energy levels mm-hmm. and things like that. So those are a couple yeah. of my tips. Oh, and then your pricing, I want y'all to add, um, add a 20% to your hourly rate so that you can, your your taxes that you need to save for taxes are already in your pricing. So you don't feel the hit when you have to save for it. Right. You just mm-hmm. make that's it a part important. of your package. Every time you get paid transfer that, you know, I like to transfer 20% and just save it and you'll that's have enough over or, you know, pretty damn close to what you need to pay. And you won't be shocked when you get that first tax bill.
2: Yeah. But yeah. You, cause you don't want to be shocked with the tax bill. That's That's important. Cause taxes is a, is an MF so. If you can, if you can, let's take that strategy and do it, apply it. Cause like I said, them taxes, man, especially depending on where you live, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a mug. So I like to say, defund the IR. No, I'm joking. I don't
0: want, I don't want no
2: smoke. I don't want no smoke with the IRS, none of them alphabet boys. I don't want no. smoke. Yep, pay my I'm good. All my taxes, all my shit pay, on time. Pay your
3: shit early, overpay, right. and let them send you a check.
2: Overpay. <laughs> Everything. I don't want no smoke at all. I promise you. <laughs> so, but uh let me, let me, so the last one was making an offer. So firstly, when people hear making an offer, especially depending on their business, they might not understand it or know what that looked like. So do you mind like breaking that down?
3: Yeah. So your service is different than your offer. Your offer is just how you package your service and right. like present it, you know, to your client. Right. So like someone might know that they need like a virtual assistant. That's the service you provide, but virtual assistants can do so many different things, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's some who do graphics and social media. There's some who just do like admin stuff. There's some who specialize in like the real estate side and doing like cold calling and stuff. Right. So your offer is basically like for, you know, I, again, I wouldn't recommend selling hourly unless like you're brand new and you just like, you don't know yet. Right. You don't know. That's fine. But I would then sell like a package of hours. So like you need, I sell my hours in a block of like 10 hours a month, 20 hours a month, 30 hours a month. Right. And you know, they don't carry over. We use what we use. It's up to you. And you know, we go from there. So um, you know, but your offer is like, all right, if you're a, like a real estate virtual assistant, you can say, okay, so for a thousand dollars a month, I will um, you know, filter and what is it called organize your emails in you know in the morning and you know by at the end of the day I will add like your to-dos into Asana for you that like I see from like the email inbox I'll help you manage your calendar and keep like your calendly and calendar updated you know check once or twice a day to make sure there aren't any conflicts or you have enough spacing and timing between calls um and then, I don't know, whatever the hell else, right? So you say like, all right, for this amount a month, I'm going to do these things. And at this frequency, that is your offer. That's your package. And that way, when someone comes to your website and they see, all right, the real estate package, it's this it, uh, package packages start at this price. This is everything that I'm going to get. All right cool. If I have any other questions, I'll ask you. Right. But you know, from there, I should be able to click and be like, all right, these are the things that I want help with. How do we talk and make it happen? You know? And so many people are scared to put their prices on their site, but then they get pissed when they're having all these discovery calls that like don't convert or turn into anything, Mm -hmm. or people are just getting like free information out of them and wasting their time. Right. Versus when you just put your starting prices on your site, you're already talking to people who are like, aware and like they've already said like all right let's talk like i feel like i can swing that i can make that happen so let me just like fill you out and you know get more information or ask more questions about what you're providing
2: Mm. so that is your offer that's that's your offer you have something
1: no i was just gonna pivot if that was cool with you that's cool go ahead so i was gonna say like throughout this conversation and just knowing you as a person what i love the most about you is you're very aware of everything that happens as far as like with yourself your business and the things around you and you're always um learning from everything you know just pulling different things from different people and all of that and ooh, something else but I pretty much wanted to um <laughs> pretty much bring up the importance of that, especially as an entrepreneur because when you have a job most of the times so you're just kind of like mindlessly going through life just everything is pre-planned for you and you're just you know doing what you got to do but for you like how do you how did you get to this point where you gotten to really like know yourself and like really push all of this out of yourself oh
3: uh that's a really good question um I think something that's helped me is that no matter what type of job I had I was always asking to learn or do more right I was Mm -hmm. never just I am like a systems creator, right? So like uh, if you're into like the Colby assessment, I'm a seven, eight, three, two, right? So that seven and eight are like, I like a lot of details before I take action. Like I'm not a quick start at all. Like I have a hundred questions. I need to know why (laughs) I need a lot of information before I feel comfortable moving forward with something. And then I'm also a systems creator, right? So I love I'm just naturally curious and I love hearing about like business problems and like people's perceived problems. Cause my mind automatically goes to solutions mode and like, all right, let's create like a system or like fix that problem. Right. I'm a terrible maintainer though. So once I like create the system and I solve the problem, I want to go jump to the next thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having to like update the same report every day would kill my soul. <laughs> 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 right. Like, I I'm just I'm not a maintainer person. That kills me. Um, so you know, being willing to like take those assessments and pay for those assessments and uh also like again, I always thought of jobs as like, all right, how can I like just get paid to learn more or to do more? So I got I got my start in the hair and makeup industry when I lived in LA and I had a receptionist job and within a few months I was like the operations manager. Cause I just saw all these ways to like improve and, you know, make things better. And as like the operations manager, I was going to like shoots and fashion shows with the team and just being behind the scenes and seeing like, how do these run and what's going on and meeting different people. Right. I was just willing to go and like spend my extra time to be around them and see what was going on. Even though like I, I wasn't being paid to do it at all. Mm-hmm. Right? And then from there, uh, you know, one of like the ladies took an interest in me and she taught me makeup. Right. So, you know, before we started our shifts or at the end of the day or on set, she took me under her wing and like taught me how to do professional makeup and stuff. And so that was like another stream, another skill I have that even to this day, if I needed to, like I could go into freelance makeup again and, you know, make some extra money. So, um, those are like the few things. And then also I'm always learning and I'm always investing in myself. I feel like I've paid about a bachelor's and master's degree worth of money and investment in self-education. So that's courses, books, different types of coaching. Like I'm always learning and buying stuff. And it's never like, I don't care about finishing a course. Right. I'm just like, all right. I pretty much go until I feel like that's the thing I needed, that's what I'm going to go take action on, and execute, and make happen, right, and whenever I learn something, if I can't apply it for myself, I always, like, think of, like, all right, who do I know, or who I'm working with, or, like, this could actually, like, work for them, and, and, like, be used for them, so, you know, even with y'all, like, we, like, Mm -hmm. you know, shoot the shit about marketing, and different ideas, and stuff, and I think that it has what's, I think that's what probably makes me, like, dangerous in the sense of, you know, business and stuff, because I'm always willing to just have fun and brainstorm and like throw different ideas around and see how marketing and business stuff can work in all these different industries. So by the time someone comes to me, I'm like, oh, I got something for you, <laughs> you know, like we should try this. Um, You know, so I figure like I could be spending my money shopping all the time and like going out to eat, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But I've prioritized um, education for myself, right? I didn't, I didn't finish college. I don't have like degrees and stuff, but that doesn't mean like I'm uneducated, right? There are just I put that investment of time and money into just a different type of education.
2: Different mm-hmm. type. And I was
3: willing to spend my money, you know, to do it, right? Like uh, this last month, I was willing to spend twenty k, <laughs> you know, to learn something where. I didn't even really know the coach or her stuff. I was like, "Uh, all right, this looks good." And if it doesn't work out, whatever, right? I was willing to put up and lose twenty k, you know, to take a risk and learn something that will, you know, even if I never use it, I can now help my clients and friends with like that type of system.
2: You can Mm -hmm. still help. You can you can still help (laughs) using it, which is super important. That like you said, investing in yourself, man. Even if you're not a business person, that's something that you. That you have to do, you have to invest for your future. Whether it's education, whether it's businesses, whether it's real estate, stocks, whatever the hell it is, you gotta be willing to uh, take on that risk because it's a risk that comes with every with investments. There's no investment that's guaranteed, whether it's personal growth or anything. So you gotta be able to take on that risk when you when you're going into things. So that's super. i I'm always.
3: I'm always willing to bet on and invest in myself because I know I'll come through.
2: Important. You know, you're going to yeah. come through. Right. Right. Well, that- however
3: it happens, no matter how many times I fight, get up or fail, I know like, all right, I at least got me. <laughs> I'm at least going to make something shake with this you know, regardless of what happens.
2: You know yourself. And that's, that's, yeah. imp- that's important. The thing is a lot of times m- most, most people don't really know themselves. Yeah. Especially when you're young, you know, early twenties, you think, you know, but you really don't know. So you might be trying to put yourself in one lane, but you, that's not really truly what you want to do. Then you waste a couple of years and then you switch up like, oh, I don't want to do that no more.
3: Yeah, but I you, feel like that's part of the process. Of the yeah, that's part of the process also, though. though, right? Yeah. That's
2: part of it. That's part of it. Like you can't fi- figure out what you went to unless you try a bunch of shit.
3: Yeah. And deciding you don't like something brings you closer to what like you exactly. do like. Even if you have no idea what that is yet, just mm-hmm. saying like, you know what? Like me. You know what the hair industry isn't for me anymore. y'all are <laughs> fucking crazy <laughs>
2: <Right>. I'm
3: out <laughs> I would try something else you know
2: right. Yeah, it's just it's like it's like dating like when you when you're yeah. going out and dating and you figure out what you don't like, you get yep. closest to when you do figure get to get around a person that that you do like you'll know it's the same it's the same it's the same shit honestly mhm yeah yeah d- what d what you got what you doing over there i listening oh okay okay, <laughs> okay. my bad I, I, I thought you was i thought you was about to say something you was...
1: Not listening
2: okay okay yeah so uh did y'all what, what, what did y'all have any other things y'all want to go over
1: mm. i do wanna i'm gonna dive into a more section for you though with twitter everybody knows you are like killing it when it comes to content on Twitter. And I feel like Twitter is an amazing way to help build your audience and really connect with your customers and things like that. So for you, I just want to see like what tips or advice would you give people? Cause I know you did the 30 days of threads. You went live for like 30 days straight. You was really pushing out the content. So give us some tips on content creation. Twitter. a
3: lot of my content just came from people's questions that they were asking me or me prompting them for questions I was like look this is the shit I know what do y'all need help with or what do you want to know like you can literally ask me anything that's not like you know sexually related right like I feel like that's my boundary like I can make those jokes you can't make those jokes to me like mm-hmm. nah. huh. you know <laughs> it's not an invite for you to say some wild shit to me right So, you know, I was just, I asked and everybody who asked, I answered and I just started creating content, you know, based off of their questions and, um, you know, I just, that was it really, you know, (laughs) and if you like, you don't have enough of an audience or, you know, people aren't responding to you, all right, well stop being fucking lazy and figure it out. Like people tweet questions all the time. So type your topics into the search bar and see what people are asking And just create content around that. Or there are forums. Quora is a whole site dedicated to questions and answering them, right? And it doesn't matter if somebody else has answered your question. Like the way I explain and teach something might not resonate but d can give her perspective and say it in her words and from her lens and like point of view and it could click for that same person right mm-hmm. so it's really not about like the answer a lot of the times it's just like the way you say something or how you explain it and so like the marketing stuff like i talk about and teach it's not unique it's not brand new it's a little different because i'm talking about it from like my experience and what i've seen work right but the fundamentals and the principles like are the same, you know, I give you all the books that like I've read, I share the courses that I've taken, right? Like, you know, it's out there. But I think why some people, um, why people resonate with my content is maybe because of like the way that I talk and explain it or, you know, like, you know, there's, there's those people who are like, so uptight and boring, you know, with their content, and it's not exciting to read versus me. I'm like, look, I cuss. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to tell you what sucks about this. I'm going to tell you what's good about it. And, you know, I also try to put in um, like homework or takeaways, right? So you're going to read this whole thread, but if you don't know what your next steps are after reading this, like what good is it for you, right? So I'm always trying to think of like, all right, what do I need to tell them to like do or what's, what's the next step that they need to take so that they get a quick result or a quick win and they associate me and my content with like results or really good information. Right. Mm -hmm. So like I give away business models, templates, screen share, how to do things. Like I just, I'm never afraid. Like I'm very firm in my belief that you can't take away what's meant for me. Right. Mm -hmm. If it's meant for me and it's supposed to happen, it'll happen. Right. And if it doesn't and you take my content and you pop great. Right great there's more than enough money for to go around i don't want to work with every single client who comes my way not everyone can afford to work with me so like i feel like no matter what we're all gonna eat so we can either like work together or i'm one hell of a fucking competitor so good luck Uh,
2: (laughs) uh, good luck (laughs) hey but uh go talk about your uh pmac course real quick
3: Yeah. So PMAC is my project management course where um, I'm basically helping people learn project management. And I teach it in the context of running a project, like a course launch, right? So Mm. the specifics and the details, are templates are based around being able to launch a course, but those fundamentals and those systems and like how to use these tools and like onboard a client, kick off a project, maintain, manage a project, close it out, offboard your client that can be applied to literally anything, right? So I have people in there who are like in agriculture, healthcare, um, (laughs) cybersecurity, cannabis. There's like a whole bunch of people in there. And um, they're really just learning like how to be or become better project managers and just more organized like in their business and their client process. Um, After I launched the group coaching program to like help, the group coaching is separate from PMAC. Um, help people like hit like their first six figures. I'm actually going to redo PMAC and make it more of like how to start a service business course versus being so project management focused. There's Mm -hmm. a couple like foundational things. I think people just starting uh, need to know and do or people who like, they're kind of working with clients, but it's not consistent. And so there are some things that like I haven't addressed yet in PMAC, right? So
2: Mm.
3: you buy between... Now and before I release the new version of it, you get all the updates and stuff. But like, I'm raising that price, like. You
2: know. Oh. Y'all better tap <laughs> in. i done
3: with that, yeah. Y'all better tap in. But like, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna have a coach who is gonna do weekly group calls because right now we do it like once a month. That's all I can handle. And they're gonna be in like the Facebook group way more and like engaging and helping right. people. It's so laid back right now, um, and I'm gonna have a curriculum designer like help me really structure the course so that it flows and makes sense and I'm hitting everything that I need to hit. So you know it's it'll be worth the investment, but like get in now before I raise it because I'm definitely yeah. <laughs> definitely raising that shit. <laughs> if you are trying
2: to get your yeah. business to six figures, seven figures, I would definitely yes. advise you to uh tap in. But let me ask you this uh this is probably my last question. Let me ask you this. So for so let's say let's say Another scenario. All right. So somebody got a business, whatever. They starting off. They come to you. Uh, no matter whatever the industry is or whatever. Yeah, whatever the industry is. What would, Without giving away all the game, Like if they trying to get to six figures, what would be the major key points that you would direct them towards?
3: Oh, okay. So for my people who. <laughs> all right. So my I. I picked a name for my group coaching program it's called allergic to hourly because when you start you're hourly right and then it's like all right i gotta like package up and like change some things to hit six figures right Right. so my framework for them is ssp and that is specialized systemize and productize right so
2: i like that I know. I I I got really good coaching. You you, got an acronym queen. Okay.
3: I'm telling you, that coaching program was like, it really, it was next level. And it made me just take, pause everything and redo and restructure everything now. Like it's Mm. so different. And just how I like see everything. Like once I started going through this program, like I saw the structure and how like the seven figures is going to come and how it's going to work. Right. And the hard part right now is just pulling all of that out of my head and organizing it in a way Mm -hmm. where like beginner scaling and, you know, doing that. So anyway, so specialize, right. You went from being like a generalist VA who takes on anyone and everyone to now you're a launch manager for online courses. Right. And people get so scared to specialize and don't realize like that is where the money and the referrals are is when you specialize. Right. Because business owners, when they start building their teams and like they have their revenue to like bring on team members, they usually don't want generalists, right? They want like, all right, I'm launching a course. I want someone who is an expert in launching courses. Like that is what you do. That is what your business is about. And when you specialize, you're, you're fulfilling like one to three types of surfaces over and over and over again. So your process starts to get really clean and really smooth, right? You start to see like, all right, this is what we do, you know? So like before we build your project plan, we get on a two hour planning call and have a document of like all these questions I need to ask you about your lunch, right? So, um, you know, so again, like that's why I say specialize, right? Don't be afraid to specialize. Like for me, I, my specialty now is working with, online service providers, right? If you have an e-commerce business, I can't help you. If you have a brick and mortar business, a physical business, I have a referral for you now, right? Like I only want my online service providers in one of two stages. Um, And so from creating like my framework and stuff, I was able to create my quiz that I put out where not only am I like generating leads as you know service providers, right? But they get a score and they're self-qualifying their self, themselves for my two offers. Right. So like you, there's a certain, there's certain numbers you have to hit to right. be ready for PMAC. There's certain numbers you have to hit on that score to be ready for allergic to hourly. If you score above that, I'll refer you to my coaches. Cause we're pretty much like doing the same shit at this point, trying to figure out the same shit. If you score too low, I have started like free content and resources that will be geared to helping you get ready for PMAC and starting. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. So,
3: and then like, instead of having to like create all this random ass content, now I'm creating content for two types of people, right. Right. PMAC or allergic to hourly. Mm -hmm. And instead of pushing those programs, I'm telling people, go take the quiz, go take the quiz, get your score. It'll tell you your score. It'll, uh, And it'll give you like action steps on what you should be focusing on and doing. And then you can also read like, you know, where you should aspire to for like your next steps and stuff. Right. And so only when they're ready or only when they score appropriately, do they get an invite to apply to either of the programs now, right? Like there's an application. I want to see what you're up to, what you're working on, what your numbers look like. And if you are a fit for the program, you'll then be invited to like the webinar presentation where you can learn everything about the program, like what we'll be working on, the modules, what's included, how everything works, what it costs, all that. Then, you know, there's a button to enroll or if you decide not to like, hey, that's cool. And if you're, you know, if your application's rejected, you know, I send you like, I send you why, like, hey, I don't think you're ready for this yet. Like, I'm not just going to take your money to take your money. These are the things that I want you to work on and do first. And then once you're at this point, apply again right i'll like i keep track of everything apply again and then like we'll get you in right but like i'm setting up these barriers to entry so that i'm working with people who i know are ready to not only put in the work but like i can help get results in the time frames that you know i've built around these programs um i don't even know if i answered the damn question what were we talking about we
2: <laughs> were <you> talking, <laughs> <laughs> talking about getting the getting the six figures for like a new, oh, a new, a new business.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Completely off track. All right. So anyway, specialize, we talked about and then systemize, right? So systemizing is really documenting the specialized services that you have, right? So Mm
0: -hmm.
3: what are what's every single step? What are we doing? Like when we onboard a client, what questions are we asking them? What do we have to get access to? What do we need from them in order to get started on our part and fulfill our part? How do we deliver? How do we check for errors? Like, you know, who gets final approval? Right. Do we have a template for our project plan. So we're not creating everything from scratch. Do we have checklists and like a tasks task so that we're not remembering how to like send a client onboarding email. It's literally the step by steps are right there, just click and do it. Right. Yep. So I have them first start with, all right, document or systemize the services that you're fulfilling. Cause as a business owner, your business isn't at its best if you're still fulfilling everything, right? right? There's so many other things that like we have to do as business owners. And so once I get them to systemize, they see that, oh, my team is still, my team is fulfilling my process, process. my methodology, my framework for, you know, how to build an amazing logo or website, right? Like it's my process. It's it's still me. I just have team who's better than me right? More talented, fulfilling that. And they're super excited to do that. Right. Right. And then after, you know, you start to systemize those core services and start to hand it off to your team or at least have like, you know, some comfort and security and knowing like, damn, all right. If anything happens to me, I break my wrist. Right. Like, you know, if if you're you're a web developer a graphic designer and you break your wrist, you're screwed. (laughs) Right. At least for a few like weeks or months. But if you systemize and document your process, you can easily subcontract out your work and be like, all right, I'm adding into to Asana. Here's the steps. Here's the video how to fulfill. Here's what we need done. Here's the client brief where you find all the client stuff. These are the due dates. This is when I'll check in with you. Hit me if you have questions, right? So that way it's just a matter of duplicating a task and sharing some folders instead of like trying to do client work with a broken wrist, right? Your systems are some of the best business insurance you could ever have, right? And so from there, then we work on like everything else that's happening in the business. So how do you check your emails? How do you send clients, you know, the ability to book with you? How do you do discovery calls, right? And I have them like record every conversation, get it transcribed, and then we turn it into a script, right? So that way your assistant or a salesperson or whatever can take over those calls for you. And we leave notes in there like, We have examples of like, these are good calls that converted and we leave notes throughout the conversation like, all right, so this was like a really good transition or these are things we never say, don't say things like that. This is why this call didn't pan out or like, these are like the red flags of what the client was saying where we were like, eh, no, it's probably not going to be a fit. Um, And you have to have the mindset that everything can be systemized. Everything can Mm. be delegated. Everything right? Like that's my whole mindset. So if I'm doing something, I'm always thinking about shit. I need to at least screen record this <laughs> and put it in the Google sheet or Airtable mm-hmm. so that it can start to be systemized. I don't, I'm going to work myself basically out of the business. And that's scary to a lot of people to be like, well, what's my purpose? What do I do? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I'm not running the business and it runs without me, like, what does that mean about me? nothing. You just have a lot more free time to go do another project or, Mm -hmm. you know, live your best life and let your business (laughs) fund your best life.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Um, And so from there, after, you know, we systemize, then we productize, right? And so that's really taking a look at, all right, out of where we specialized and out of where we created systems, right? What can we start turning into either different productized services or different types of like intellectual property? So at that point we start looking at, all right, if we're, we don't, they're not finding people who have like the same talent or are like being able to pick up the process. So what if we take a piece of your process and like the design element, right? And create like a training around that and people who complete it and go through it, those are now candidates for you to be able to hire or like farm out work to, right? So it's like, how do we take our process And turn it into product where we can create more of ourselves or the option for our clients to say, you know, I love your system. I want to work with you. I can't afford this package. All right, no problem. Here's a self-study version of this, right? It's step-by-step what you need to do. The templates and stuff are in there. There's video training. You just don't get one-on-one time with me or like community access or anything like that, but you know, you can at least achieve, you know, the same results on your own time and on your own pace, right? So, but that that can only come from again, specializing and getting super dope and being the best at what you do, creating those systems and then using those systems to turn that into different types of
2: products Yep. That yep. makes sense. And I hope I hope people that's listening to this podcast, they that that's not going over their head because that's a major gym that you drop that all businesses. <laughs> You can apply that if you listen to what she said. You can apply that because that's that's a major major gem. Mm-hmm. Do, do you do you want to say something?
1: Uh, no, I don't have okay. any more questions.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah. So already did you have anything else you want to go over before before we let you go?
3: um if y'all wanted to check out the quiz it's at learnwithari.com forward slash quiz I'm not going to link the programs because again I want people to like go through those quizzes and only see the programs like if they're ready and they have the right mm. score to do so if not you'll be on my email list I send dope emails each week and um Join
2: it.
3: yeah you can you know nerd nomad mom on twitter and ig don't judge me for my twitter stuff
2: <laughs> <laughs> right don't judge. don't <laughs> you know yes,
3: but. i'm just pump faking i'm like you know i'm i'm very nice i'm very chill y'all can talk to me yeah. don't talk to me crazy but other than that you know we can talk business and stuff and you know the site has the blog uh learnwithari.com forward slash blog that has a ton of content on there like my threads and videos and stuff like that so all that's available you know online for you to see you don't have to hit me to ask me for it
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Bet, bet, bet. And uh yeah, so you already know we uh definitely appreciate you taking the time to come on. You super busy. We take we appreciate you taking the time to come kick it with us. Never too busy
3: for bro and sis. <laughs> Never too busy. Y'all could literally ask me for my child and i
2: was
1: like, <laughs> you,
3: yes, yeah.
2: I will love signs. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you, thank you. And like you said, for those y'all, y'all definitely need to follow on all her platforms. Uh, getting get in tune with her email list, she dropped a lot of game consistently, like every single day. Like, honestly, for real, she's dropping a lot of games. So, definitely pay attention to what she's doing because she she, she's valuable, she could help you a lot with your businesses and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, it, did you say your social medias or Instagram, Twitter? You said them already, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, cool. cool. So, yeah, and wrapping up for those who don't know, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Xavier C. Miller. You can follow the podcast at M Mindsets Pod. And you can follow Park Hill Capital Ventures That's on Instagram And D what's her info
1: And you can follow me on Instagram At Deanna Kent And you can follow me on Twitter at Deanna S Kent
2: And that's all we have for y'all We appreciate y'all for tuning in to another episode Of the Million Mindsets Podcast we we'll see you guys next episode
0: hey, turn me up some you gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars if you ain't gonna do it for yourself then do it for your mama only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Tryna to learn some game Xavier exactly, gonna talk about it no Deanna speak that shit that everybody vouches ain't no more excuses valid get up off the couch and get up in your bag to your bank account need an it. I study millionaires cause I was born a visionary still believe in limitations why you acting scary you can't distract me from the paper i've been chasing greatness i'm stacking now and balling later in the conversation we strategize and monetize and piling up investments and sacrificing temporaries for bigger blessings yeah a tapped in boss mind state i multiply my grind rate and i match the way i vibrate gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars if you ain't gonna do it for yourself then do it for your mama only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit trying to learn some game every you gon' gonna talk about it no diana speak that sh- that everybody vouching ain't no more excuses valid get up off the couch and get up in your bag to your bank account and you then account it